Greetings, I'm Keith Klein, the host of the VentureFizz podcast, where I interview the most fascinating people in the tech scene. For the 67th episode of our podcast, I interviewed Dan Summer, founder and CEO at Trilogy Education, a workforce accelerator that has raised $80 million in funding. Trilogy partners with some of the world's leading universities to help companies bridge the digital skills gap through their training programs in areas like web development, data analytics, cybersecurity, and others. Dan is a serial entrepreneur who has a very unique perspective as he has transitioned between startups and larger companies throughout his career. For Dan, it's less about the size of the company and more about where you can learn the most and have the greatest impact. In this episode of our podcast, we cover lots of great topics, like Dan's background and his early professional years where he started to gain an interest in entrepreneurship and starting companies, the excellent piece of advice he got from his father-in-law and how that led him down the path to becoming a marketing specialist, how he started working with institutions in higher education and how this became a passion for him, all about Trilogy, including the aha moment behind its founding and its current scale business model and growth plans. Great advice for companies that are either looking to get acquired or looking to make an acquisition. Tips for scaling your business and why focus is so important, plus a lot more. Okay, quick side note. Thank you so much for listening to the VentureFizz podcast. We appreciate all of your support. If you found this podcast useful, please consider leaving us a five-star review on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. It will help others discover these great conversations. All right, without further ado, here's my interview with Dan. Dan, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Keith. So I always like to talk about the history of someone, kind of like the early foundation years. So where did you grow up and what did your parents do for work? So I grew up in Binghamton, New York, and uh, my father was an attorney. My mother was a speech therapist. She worked with people who had uh, strokes who were recovering to help them kind of find their voice again. And my father was an attorney, but he was... uh, really focused on the community. And in that sense, uh, I remember uh, going to Albany, New York, when Mario Cuomo, the governor, uh, appointed him as a State University of New York trustee. He had attended Binghamton University, uh, which was called Harper College when he attended. And uh, his contribution uh, back to the university always really made a mark on me and how he would spend a lot of his times. I remember growing up Every Sunday afternoon, there'd be three or four people at our house who were seeking advice from my father, and uh, he was just an incredible contributor to the community, and I learned a lot by watching him. So how did you end up studying applied economics and business management at Cornell and ultimately catching the entrepreneurial bug? I would attribute for helping me kind of figure out my path in my career and my path in in, in life uh, for a couple of reasons. I ended up applying for a job at what was known as Student Agencies Incorporated, which was America's oldest student-run corporation. It was designed to help Cornell students to learn how to run businesses, how to start businesses, how to run businesses. And I applied for a job there and ended up getting a job to run the advertising business, which was effectively selling coupons door to door. And I learned just a tremendous amount in that job. I just remember a lot of Cornell students, whether they were engineers or government majors, that would leave the classroom after class and run businesses in the evening and on weekends. And it was just a group of people that were passionate about starting new things and running businesses. And I learned more there than I did in the classroom. And ultimately, I was asked to become president of student agencies. I stayed an extra year at Cornell 
to run this company, which had an, a spectacular mission and which was training through experiential learning students throughout the Cornell community how to start and run businesses. And that's when I really developed a passion for, for entrepreneurship and, and business. And shortly after school, you started your own company, right? I stayed an extra year at Cornell, and I actually set up my first, my first business at Cornell, which was, was actually a menu guide. And the idea was we were going to put all menus together in a book and then distribute those. Mm-hmm. And we were going to do it on Wall Street in New York City. And I remember just traveling back and forth from New York to set up that business uh, with a partner. It was a great, great early success. Uh, and so that really turned me on to entrepreneurship. And I knew I wanted to do something in that realm. But, but ultimately, I was recruited from Cornell uh, to my first job at Sapient Corporation. We were working with large companies like Hallmark and helping them to launch their first e-commerce website. And that, that really got me into, into technology. Uh, and into the business world. And then from there, I saw an opportunity in the market with some folks that I had met at, uh, at Sapien and some of my friends from college. And we ended up starting a, a business. That was simply done. So originally called Handshake.com. It was a reverse auction place for services. So the idea was if you can sell any product online, why can't you sell services online? What would it be? What would what would be required to sell services? So, we created a, a form that consumers could fill out. Let's say they wanted to get their apartment cleaned. They could fill out a form, and uh, and kind of um, cleaning services would try to bid to get the business of that consumer. Uh, and that was the initial concept. Ultimately, we pivoted it to a technology company where we basically helped companies. Uh, to sell their services online through scheduling and reviews and other services. We raised capital out, uh, out in California. We built a big team. Uh, I was the founding COO and, and uh, head, of, head of people, head of HR. And I would say, if I could chalk up that experience, it was, uh, was a, a wonderful and very expensive MBA. I, I think the business would work extremely well today. Unfortunately, we were about 15 years too early. But then from there, you went on to have a very successful career in various agencies, correct? I did. I, I actually, you know, I, uh, I, I left Simply Done. Ultimately, I moved back to New York. Great time to make a transition. My wife was in law school. I remember the day we had a conversation about, you know, when's the right time? Where should we live on the West Coast or the East Coast? We decided ultimately I was going to move back to New York. And, uh, and be on the East Coast. And I started working for a company called Zeustech, which was a very, very early email marketing company. And uh, that's where I started to learn about online marketing and digital marketing, really for the first time. I, you know, I, I started that business with one of the individuals that I started my previous company with, uh, Simply Done, uh, AJ Shaw. And in uh, and, and that really gave me a taste for uh, the world of digital marketing and, and, and client services organizations. And, and, and it's actually right around that time, I got some of the best advice that I'd ever gotten. I was coming back from California after uh, essentially a failed dot-com experiment. And I sat down with my father-in-law and, and he said to me, you know, in any economy, whether good or bad, 
become a specialist and you can protect yourself from the ups and downs. And I really, you know, I took that advice to heart. I was, I was, I was a generalist. I was a COO. I was trying to figure a lot of things out. I realized that, uh, I, having been through the experience that I went through, I was really attracted to that idea. And my, in working at Zeus Tech at this email marketing company, I decided I was going to become a specialist. And one of my early clients, uh, a guy named Eric Zilling, when I was at Zeus Tech, told me that, uh, that the future of marketing is in direct and interactive marketing. That if you could measure results, you know, ultimately that's going to be where uh, people invest their marketing dollars. And uh, I ultimately ended up going to NYU, the School of Professional Studies, to get a master's in direct and interactive marketing. So I truly went all in to become a specialist, both in email marketing and then ultimately beyond. And then I uh, ultimately uh, took a job at Digitas, where I furthered kind of my understanding of digital marketing and became really, really passionate about the idea of measuring marketing. If I can kind of divide my career into, into thirds, I would say that first third was, was really learning to become a marketing expert and, uh, and specifically marketing that's measurable. So uh, from Digitas, I went to one other agency, uh, ultimately because I wanted to work in a smaller environment where I could have a larger impact. And I stayed there at HNW, which was an agency focused on the high net worth segment, until I felt like I was ready. Having seen small companies, large companies, understanding how they operate, having built a great set of mentors, I decided it was uh, ultimately time to go out and start my own venture again. And that became Keratin. So back into entrepreneurship. That's a, that's a pretty persistent theme, I think, for me. I, you know, I think a lot of... Um, there are entrepreneurs that have a great idea from day one, maybe in college or after college, uh, and they go out and they transform an industry. Um, but the, you know, the vast majority of entrepreneurs are in industry for 15, 20 years, and they see an opportunity, and they build a business from there. And you know, I think what I've always loved to do is go in between big companies and small companies as an entrepreneur, I've, I, I, I like the impact of a small company and starting something from scratch and the creative process. At the same time, I value what you can learn from, from large organizations. And I would give that advice to any entrepreneur, um, not to get too caught up by the stage of a company, get really caught up in what you're learning and where you can learn the most, and where you can have the most impact. And it's okay. You know, the, a career path doesn't have to be uh, a straight line. And over the years, having worked at large companies like Digitas and Sapient and having started my own companies and also working in smaller uh, agencies and businesses, I feel like I was able to really get a good feel for the business environment and for how I learn best. And I was also able to really accumulate a lot of experiences that ultimately have helped to influence some of my success as an entrepreneur. Now, was this company working more with like corporations or was it SMBs? Uh, because you were doing a whole host of interactive and social media marketing. Yeah. So, so what I, I started the, the business with the notion that we were going to create, I called it Keratin Marketing Labs. The idea originally was we were going to help companies to develop direct response strategies so that they could test new products and new services. And, you know, uh, to, to a large degree, when I look back, that, that's ultimately not what the business became. 
But sometimes just getting started is the best way to learn. Just putting your foot forward and, and going all in uh, and having confidence that you'll be able to figure it out. And, uh, and so we started off with this notion that we were going to set up test labs for businesses to, to really uh, figure out their marketing strategies and their product development strategies. But then I, um, we, we started taking on a number of different clients. And one of my early employees was an expert in, in social media marketing. And what we learned pretty quickly was that what companies really needed to figure out was their both organic and paid social media marketing strategies. And so we started to work with a number of companies across verticals, across sectors to deliver marketing plans, social media marketing. And this was like 10 years ago. So people didn't really have an understanding like they do today. This is back in 2007, roughly. So uh, people over the age of 30 didn't really know what social media marketing could mean for their businesses. And of course, people are still trying to figure it out today. But these were really, really early days. And that was just a... so. Learned a lot in that process. And then, so what happened for me that started to pull things together was I was on a panel at Cornell on an entrepreneurship kind of uh, uh, business plan judging competition. Sitting on a panel, the person sitting next to me found out about my background in digital marketing. And he said, I've got a client for you. It's, uh, it's an online spy school in California. And it sounded fascinating. I got on the phone with the CEO of this online spy school. So online spy school. <laughs> programs in executive protection and, and cybersecurity and areas like that. And so I got on the phone with the CEO and uh, we had a conversation about how we could apply digital marketing to his school. And, uh, and so that became my first true uh, university client. And I, I immediately fell in love. And I think it really, it really brought me back to kind of my early upbringing and passion for education uh, and passion for, for learning and experiential learning. So I remember going to my first conference of educators and I was at a, I was actually at a, um, at the bar with five or six uh, CEOs that were starting online schools. And I just remember having conversations about the double impact of you know being an entrepreneur and being commercially minded, but doing something that was really, really, really helping a lot of people. And uh, that that really resonated with me. And I remember leaving that conference and saying, "Okay, we're in too many verticals at Keratin. Let's go all in in education." And and that's when we doubled down and started to build out uh, social media strategies and paid marketing strategies for, for universities. And, you know, we ultimately uh, partnered with dozens and dozens of different colleges and universities to help them figure out their strategies. Uh, and I got to know a lot about uh, universities and how they operate and how they market and how they launch new programs, which became a fundamental kind of piece of the puzzle and ultimately starting Trilogy. But... I ended up selling that company uh, to a company that was called Excel Marketing that's currently called Zeta Global. At Zeta, you had lots of different types of roles under different entities under their umbrella. So what I, what I, what I did, I, I joined Zeta when I sold Carrot uh, and Zeta. We became their interactive marketing division. Mm-hmm. And I ran that division for a period of time. Uh, and then I decided that I really wanted to learn more about uh, global marketing and international marketing. So I was appointed president of the international division to run that. 
And, and in both of those, I always gravitated towards higher education customers, really working with universities. That's about when, when I was running international, I had an opportunity to spend some time with some of our clients in the UK. And I was calling on a particular client uh, in the UK that owned uh, a number of different universities globally. And uh, just a great entrepreneur called, uh, named Aaron Entigen. And Aaron had created this, this big uh, uh, organization called Global University Systems. He owned a dozen or more universities throughout the world. And uh, I just became fascinated by his operating model and how he'd partner with universities and how he built uh, infrastructure to support universities that were looking to grow in global markets. And I got to know Aaron over a number of months. And then ultimately, he offered me the opportunity uh, to come in and run uh, Study Interactive, which was an online program management uh, platform. The idea was that we would partner with universities to bring their programs, whether degrees or certifications, online, and then to bring students into those programs from over 150 different countries uh, throughout the world. And so I came on to, uh, to run that company. That's where I learned about the power of partnering with universities and uh, how to build uh, win-win kind of relationships with universities. And I learned a lot from Aaron at, as an entrepreneur and as someone who dedicated kind of his career at, at building powerful educational experiences. Let's fast forward to your current company, Trilogy. So what does Trilogy do? So Trilogy is a workforce accelerator. Uh, we partner with leading universities throughout the world to help uh, companies to fill the digital skills gap. So through our university partnerships, we set up uh, boot camps, skills-based education programs to help teach uh, individual skills like web development, data analytics, cybersecurity, uh, UX, UI, and other disciplines that that ultimately position individuals better for long-term careers in the digital economy. And what led you down this path? You've tied in pieces of it to the overall story with all the different things you've done throughout your career, but what was that final aha moment of, I need to build this company? So the, the final aha moment was I made an investment in a coding boot camp, mm -hmm. and I really learned uh, a lot about the experience about how boot camps were really helping students to make important transitions in their careers, whether they were looking to be promoted and to move into a tech field or whether they were looking to, to do a full career change. Uh, and then I started to connect the dots. I had this tremendous background in marketing for higher education. I ran an OPM, so I understood the power of partnering with universities. And then I saw this really effective boot camp model. And then I started to kind of really study the bootcamp model and learned that there was a tremendous skills gap. Over a million open technical positions in only about 50,000 computer science graduates coming out of colleges and universities every year. So a tremendous gap that needed to be filled. And there were 300 or so standalone coding bootcamps that were trying to do that. And so I started to connect the dots and I said, okay, if you could take some of the best brands in the world with the oversight that universities have, and you could combine it uh, to solve a real problem, this digital skills gap in the right partnership model, which I learned in running this UK-based uh, OPM, 
uh, I felt like we could build a very powerful value proposition. And, and I went and I took that concept to Rutgers University. And, you know, ultimately we decided we were going to partner together to build a coding boot camp uh, offered by Rutgers. And that's how we started Trilogy, really connecting the dots for universities that really wanted to be more industry relevant, that wanted to provide more access and accessibility for students that were not traditional students, uh, companies that were really looking to solve a problem in, turn, in terms of the skills gap. They simply couldn't hire enough and companies, about 40% of companies can't meet their business plans because they don't have the right skills. And learners who want to develop skills to protect their futures, who want to become specialists, who want to develop a skill set that can give them protection as they develop and grow in their careers in a rapidly uh, changing digital economy. Well, it sounds like there's really three different needs that are being met. Obviously, there are the students who are the individuals trying to find opportunities in this digital economy. There are companies who are trying to fill the gap of skills and find people that have this experience they're looking for. But then the schools, I'm sure the schools are like, wow, this is an opportunity to bring in additional revenue streams plus an up-to-date curriculum. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. I, I think the, the, the model, the trilogy model, and people always ask, why did you call it trilogy? Well, it became about the three stakeholders in the equation, the university, the corporation, and students that are looking to upskill and transform. Right. Makes sense. And I think what we did is we developed a model uh, that uh, really resonated with all three constituents. And so as we fast forward uh, a little over three years since we started, we've now partnered with over 41 universities uh, globally. We've helped thousands of students get on the road to transforming their careers and transforming uh, their skills. And we've helped now thousands of companies uh, within their, in their hiring processes to find the right talent as companies are transforming to as organizations in a digital economy. And is it the business model that you think is kind of the core differentiator of being able to scale and hopefully bridge the talent gap? Like you mentioned, there are 300 coding programs, so there's lots of access. But your business is focused on partnering with these universities, so you're able to do this at scale. That's right. So I'm I'm a big believer that the answer to the digital skills gap uh, lies within the university. You've got institutions that have been around many for two or 300 years. Uh, that have been in the business of education. And, and, and I thought that if we brought the right uh, industry knowledge and insight to bear, that the right place for ongoing uh, skills development would be with, with universities. So what we ultimately did is we built a platform uh, to support universities. We bring a market-driven curriculum, uh, which we've built over time with industry. We've now aggregated over 2 million data points uh, from students and from industry, which has allowed us to truly shape and improve the curriculum over time. We have an a analytics platform, so we're always tracking students on their success and how they're doing. Uh, so we ask students questions every single week in the classroom to know whether they need more support, and then we provide that support to students. So we've really built a system and infrastructure uh, that allows universities to offer uh, highly relevant skills-based education to uh, individuals in their markets. And what can the, the student ultimately expect out of the program? 
students will, will come in and, and they'll take a six-month generally boot camp part-time. One of the reasons why we think that's important is that a lot of students want to keep working while they're learning new skills. So this gives the adult learner an opportunity to work to generate an income and also upskill or, or start to execute a career change if that's what they want to do. So we set up a, a program that's instructor-led on campus at universities really across the country. We're currently in about 37 cities across the U.S. And so students can come in uh, to learn from an instructor and from TAs. Uh, they're also uh, given quite a bit of, of supplemental support. If we see that they're struggling or not understanding various concepts, they're given free access to tutors and supplemental information, ultimately uh, helping them as well. What we also provide is uh, an extensive uh, amount of student support in career services, ultimately. So if a student wants to make a transition, we're helping them to get knowledge about the industry. We're helping them with their resume. We're helping them with their proficiency in taking behavioral and technical uh, interviews. And we're hosting demo days and events, bringing industry into the classroom so students actually can get a feel for a day in the life uh, of a tech professional. So we provide an extensive number of, uh, of services to students, ultimately helping them uh, to make the transition that they're looking to make. Well, you recently announced $50 million in Series B funding. So what's the plan ahead for Trilogy? So we're in a, a fortunate uh, position where we've been able to, to grow the company well. We've been able to impact really thousands of lives. We've been able to really support our university partners. So the growth has been great, but we're always opportunistic. And when it comes to building our platform, when it comes to offering additional support to students, when it becomes to make when it comes to making our programs more accessible and when it comes to finding great opportunities to expand, these are all things that uh, will leverage some of that capital to do. Do you think you'll ever expand into other areas of learning programs outside of the tech industry? You know, I think what we've developed is, is really a platform that that's essentially agnostic to any one type of skill or discipline. So wherever there are gaps, wherever there are skills gaps, wherever employers need trained employees in, in different types of areas, we'll enter those, those markets and those domains. So I think you'll start to see us expand even beyond core tech. Let's shift gears a bit. You've been involved in the acquisition process multiple times. So what advice would you give to entrepreneurs on that process in general, uh, whether it's getting acquired or actually making an acquisition? Yeah, absolutely. So when it comes to just thinking about acquisitions, uh, why don't we start with getting acquired? I think it's important that entrepreneurs think maybe more, more broadly about that process. Create something that has value, then you'll have many, many options. If you're targeting uh, a business and growing your business based on the prospect of getting acquired, you might limit your options. So, you know, advice I'd say, if you can create value in your marketplace and differentiated value in your marketplace, you will have many more uh, opportunities. So I think that's, uh, that's something that, that certainly I would, I would advise. Uh, when, we're, when we're looking at acquisitions, you know, first and foremost, we're looking at fit, at, at, at founder and team fit. We want to make sure we see the world philosophically the same way that we 
care about employees the same way that we have a similar view on markets and industries and where they're going. I think that alignment is, is very important. And especially in a business like we're in, that's highly mission driven. You know, we're here to help thousands of people to transform their lives and transform their careers. It's really hard to make up the idea that you care about a mission. So the first thing I'm going to look for is mission alignment uh, with founders uh, and entrepreneurs. And then, you know, as we've, as, as we've grown and we look at different opportunities for acquisitions, and we recently made two acquisitions, one, uh, an online coding platform called Firehose Project, and the other one, uh, really a job search CRM called JobTrack. You always, uh, as a growing business, are looking at the idea of buy versus build. So what can we build internally and can we actually uh, make more progress faster by looking at opportunities to acquire businesses? And so in the case of both of those, having met the founders and knowing that our, our, our kind of, we were so spiritually aligned and mission aligned, it became a question of could we go to market faster through those acquisitions? And ultimately, we decided to, uh, to make those decisions. And I'm, I'm super glad that we did. We're already seeing the uh, early fantastic results from both of those uh, acquisitions. Well, just as a continuation on that, so scaling a business, if you were talking to an entrepreneur, what are the things you tell them to think about ahead of time around scaling a business? Yeah, you know, so I got some great advice. One of the themes I think in my in my career overall is I've always taken on phenomenal mentors. And I, you know, I can tell you at every stage of my career who that individual was and what I learned from them. And I, I, I really focus in on on building relationships with people who I think can make me a lot smarter. And one of our mentors in business is, uh, is a guy named Rob Cohen. Rob gave me some really good uh, advice early on, just in terms of thinking about uh, growth and scale. And it was advice around focus. He has this great analogy, and I'm sure if he's going to listen to this, he's going to laugh, uh, about cookies and bagels. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, you, you get as a business, you, you start to understand what your cookies are, right? So if you're a baker, you start to understand how to make cookies. And in our case, building a web development boot camp is a cookie. If we add a data analytics boot camp, it's a cookie, maybe a different variety of cookie, M&Ms versus chocolate chips, but it's still a cookie. Mm-hmm. But we always, as we've grown, we've been approached on numerous occasions with new business opportunities. Should we focus on K-12 education? So I call that a bagel, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not a cookie. If you want to scale, do what you do, learn what you do well, and keep focusing on that, and know the difference between a cookie and a bagel. But also be open that over time, a bagel may become a cookie. And when do you know it is the right time to start baking bagels? So the other, the other great piece of advice that I got from, from another entrepreneur that kind of relates to that, I asked him, uh, he'd, been, he'd seen many businesses succeed and fail. I said, why do businesses fail? And he gave me some, some great advice. He said uh, two reasons generally. Uh, actually, he said 